we continue with our Navy focus this morning, the Navy is turning to itself to find money for the future. Acting Navy Secretary Thomas Modley recently mandated that the service do a complete review of its programs to find $40 billion over five years it wants to reprioritize into a bigger fleet and future technologies. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni joins me with the latest on this. So give us the details, Scott. What is the Navy saving up for? Right. Well, like you said, one of the things that they want is a 355-ship uh, fleet, and that's something they want by 2030. Obviously, that's going to be very expensive. Now, the Navy said that that doesn't necessarily mean that those are all aircraft carriers, right? Those are also things like unmanned ships or something like that. But it's still something that will take a lot of money and also maintenance money for the future. So, I guess if they went with all wooden dinghies, they could have a 500 cheap fl- fleet ship. But yeah, that, that's could, not really what they mean. Pretty easy. Yeah, some frigates, you know, make it pretty pretty easy. But uh, you know, also another thing is is future technologies. That's something with a near peer competition that they're working on with uh, China and Russia. You know, trying to deal with that sort of threat. And then also the remodernization of subs is taking up a disproportionate amount of money. It's taking up a, a ton of the money within the Navy. And that money is, uh, you know, taking out from other programs that they want. And uh, really, they also need to still continue with readiness. They have a backlog of maintenance when it comes to uh, keeping their ships up to date and making sure that everything is uh, within its its uh, needed uh, safety priorities. Yeah, that's a key point you mentioned there a moment ago, the Columbia-class submarine, which is replacing the Ohio-class, not to make a pun, but that's kind of been under the surface with respect to the <laughs> schedule and the cost there. Right. And I think the GAO is starting to nose around in a fresh way what's going on with the Columbia class program because that is an enormous and long-reaching program. It is. And the uh, Chief of Naval Operations, Admiral Michael Gilliday, said earlier this year that, that it was just something that was just eating up so much of their funds and that he they really needed more money or to find more money within themselves because this this program is just a lot of, of work for them. And I guess they're embarking on this stem to stern, as Acting Secretary Modley called it the other day, review because they're looking at flat budgets pretty much for the foreseeable future. That's right. So since the Trump administration came into power, it's really been an upward trend for the Defense Department when it comes to to uh, money. They were trying to first restore readiness and then now pivot toward that uh, near-peer competition. So they're going to be seeing flat budgets for a while. And Congress isn't is, is pretty much done with kind of blindly throwing money at the Defense Department, especially considering it's not been fully auditable. Well, it was never blindly, maybe less generously, we might sure, say. Sure, yeah. Let's say without without more transparency or accountability. Um, and, and, you know, as you've been seeing these... Um, the Army and the Defense Department as a whole do these things called night court where they go through and look at each of their programs and see which ones are duplicative or legacy programs. That's making them more accountable. It's hard to go to Congress when you haven't done a process like that and then say, give us more money because, you know, you, you could probably find some savings within yourself, which is what the Navy is trying to do. And in fact, within this, Thomas Modley said, you know, let's beat Army, the classic uh, Navy uh, slogan in the, the amount of money that they can find to, to cut from their budget. 
We're speaking with Federal News Network Scott Massioni. And what are they looking at? What kinds of programs and groups will be affected by this, this night court process? Right. Well, this is where federal, federal managers are going to have to start uh, digging and looking into their own programs. So first of all, it's always number one on the list, I feel like, which is IT duplications. There's always legacy systems in IT that are doing the same thing over and over again for different areas of the same uh, service they're going to be consolidating headquarters and their commands and organizations. They want to streamline some of the naval logistics and outsource some of their capabilities. They also want to significantly reduce their service support contracts, which is something the Defense Department itself and Congress have been looking into for a while. And then finally, they want to repurpose some of their military personnel contractors. So those are the, the big areas that they're really going to be looking. But as you said in the beginning, the service secretary, the acting service secretary, wants to ensure that they look at every single program that they have, because even within these newer programs, there may be duplicative processes and also, uh, you know, old legacy ways that they're doing things that could be streamlined or, or cheaper. Well, in that legacy way, they just awarded a couple of big contracts over the last few months, the most recent one to Lidos for their next generation network. That's right. That's a huge multi-year effort, a couple of contractors getting billions a year over the next seven or eight years. And it seems like that's an area where they could really find some consolidation and modernization to save money in the long run. Definitely. And and that's they're going to be outsourcing some of their IT services within that as well. And and one other thing that I wanted to mention is that this, this whole program is going to be co-chaired by the Deputy Undersecretary of the Navy as well as the Chief Management Officer. And there's also going to be a three-star from each service. That means the, the Navy and Marine Corps that are going to be on this sort of board looking through everything. They also have representatives from the Chief Information Officer and the Assistant Secretaries as well. So lots of uh, big names and top brass looking through all these programs. And another program that comes to mind, this is an issue with the Army and the Marine Corps, maybe not as much for the Navy, but with respect to maintenance and support of platforms, often the manufacturers nowadays will try to build into the contracts the idea that only the OEM, the manufacturer, can do repair and maintenance. So you find engines of vehicles, say, overseas being shipped all the way back to the United States to be repaired. takes months, very expensive, instead of training Marines or soldiers to just fix the engine right there on the spot. Is that an issue for the Navy? Has that come up? It's nothing that's been within this memo itself. You know, this memo is very high level, as you can tell. But, you know, as they go through each of these programs, I'm sure it's something they'll look at. The Army, uh, which went through its night court process, went through a lot of those kind of minutia details and and tried to simplify some of the things they did. And even the Air Force has done things like uh, turn some of their engines off as they uh, taxi back to uh, airports and and terminals and things like that, and that saves millions of dollars a year once you uh, you know consolidate it down and look at it over a, a bigger, uh, broader sort of area. Sure, like the DC threes used to taxi in with the passenger side propeller turned off, so people wouldn't get blown away when they got <laughs> down the ramp. I guess it does save money over time, and so this night court is fashioned after the Army's version of it, basically. What about the Air Force? Did they have one? Uh, you know, they have not completely looked through anything at this point. You know, they're they're dealing with the Space Force, which is sort of bifurcating some of their funds. Uh, but I, I'm pretty sure once they're uh, getting every all their ducks in a row, they're going to be looking at, at things like this. Um, you know, they have a new service secretary as well. So uh, I wouldn't uh, count it out in the future. They also have some, uh, you know, flatline budgeting right now and for the 2021 budget. So they're going to need money because they're going to be recapitalizing their uh, their part of the nuclear triad as well. So 
um, you know, lots of uh, things to watch as the the, uh, the year moves forward. Federal News Network, Scott Massioni, thanks so much. Thank you. Be sure to check out his latest story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. <laughs> 